All right. Uh, so we're doing this special uh, Christmas message today. What would Jesus do? I don't know if you ever heard of this term uh, that has been used before. What would Jesus do? I think so. It's quite common in Christian circles uh, that we would say, what would, what would Jesus do? WWJD. Uh, as we refer to it, uh, and everyone knows what that means, uh, as we are Christians uh, who know that. The idea came around uh, the 90s, um, and it's to understand what we should do by, of course, asking ourselves, what would Jesus do? Uh, we should, of course, remember that for Christians, this is useful in understanding how to live like Jesus. Uh, so we should rightly follow his footsteps uh, as he has walked the path we walk uh, behind him, and he is always ahead of us. But we see this in 1 Peter 2, 21. Uh, it says, to this you were called uh, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. And we are told that Christ is our example. John 13, verse 15, I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. The problem we face uh, with this question is how we interpret it. Uh, if we don't understand the bigger purpose behind everything he did, then we come up with our own piecemeal interpretation. Uh, and one particular way Jesus is misunderstood, misinterpreted, uh, is by cherry picking verses. And you could probably think of some verses that people who are not Christian might pick and say, well, this means that this, and I think this, when he said this, means this. Uh, one in particular that's used across the world uh, in weddings and even in funerals, I've heard as well, uh, is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. And it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it, does, it is not proud, it is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. But this love is not a love that we would uh, align with the world. This, this love that the world speaks of is not the love contained in these verses. The love the world speaks of can be somewhat shallow compared to the verses here that we find in the Bible. This love is called agape love. It's the love uh, that is godly love. It is the love that we cannot fully replicate. It's the love that we cannot fully uh, give to someone else because we are sinful, that we are broken, and we struggle to do so. And so it is a godly love from a godly perspective. Uh, and it is not about feelings for someone. It is, in fact, the love that Christians should have toward one another. So more so, it is an act that we do towards other Christians. These verses, in particular, is in the context of the church in Corinth and how Paul was telling them how Christians should treat one another. And so, therefore, it's not the same love that the world speaks of, for we know what this love ends up being. And we find this in John 15, 18 to 19. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it, was, it would love you 
as its own. You see that term? It would love you as its own. The world has its own version of love because it has a certain condition attached to it. As it is, he goes on, you do not belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And so when we understand this love, when we look at this love, certainly from the world, what we need to understand is what the world is trying to do is have its cake and eat it. It cannot deny the Saviour on one hand, but take pieces of Scripture and adopt them when it's convenient. But it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. Now more than ever, this is the Sunday which we remind ourselves about the Saviour that was born. That God so loved the world that he sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. This is the love God calls us to have for one another. But to get there, Jesus had to come first. The reason God the Son, Jesus Christ, came as a baby, born of a virgin, was because of a fundamental problem with our very soul. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, beyond cure. Beyond cure. Who can understand it? You see, the story of the baby Jesus coming to earth, being born of a virgin, is to restore that which has been broken. Our relationship with the Creator God has been shattered by our own actions and continues to be so. Romans 1 verse 21 says, For they knew God, uh, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. It is not as if we have an excuse. It is not as if we have a sufficient reason to say, I did not know it was not my fault. It is actually our fault that, the, that we reject God himself. This attitude towards God would continue and still continues to this day. But here is the thing. Despite all of that, God's plan would not be affected and it would not change. While we became unfaithful, God remained faithful and true. But, uh, Romans 3 verse 22 to 24 says, This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You see, the question, what would Jesus do, is not primarily to be a question we ask ourselves when we encounter situations in our day-to-day. -day. The question is actually a prompt, or to prompt us to ask ourselves another question. As God was, has actually betrayed who we are and what we are capable of, 
then we ask, if then we are sinful beings without the ability to save ourselves, what can be done about it? What is the solution to this problem? Then the question WWJD actually becomes a question that is an answer to what can be done about our sin. What would Jesus do? 1 Peter 2, 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. What Jesus did was to save us from our sins by coming into a world that hated him because Jesus knew and was the true meaning of true godly love for his people. 1 John 4 verse 19, we love because he first loved us. You see, there is a difference between worldly love and the love that we uh, have received from Christ and therefore want to share with others. We love because he loves is different from the love we had before we knew Christ. You see, we cannot know what real love for one another looks like unless we truly appreciate and know this love that was given to us. God the Father gave his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, for our sins. The Father given his one and only Son. That is love. John 15, verses 9 to 3. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may, may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. So the question that we should now consider, especially today, but also every day, is not WWJD, but WDJD. Who can tell me what that means? What did Jesus do? Wow, you guys are like on it. You're there. just for clarity. You see, what did Jesus do? It is actually the only question we need ask because we already know the answer. And in this world, as days will go by and months will go by and years will go by, we'll keep having to remind ourselves what Jesus did because we'll be told things, even about Jesus, that are wrong, that are incorrect, that are even heretical. And so how must we stay on guard as we navigate this life? Whenever we encounter anything in our 
lives, we will have to ask this question to ourselves. Whenever we are frustrated by what the world does, whenever we feel that there is injustice, certainly against Christians who are sharing the gospel in the most desperate of places, the one thing that should keep us going is the answer to the question, what did Jesus do? What Jesus did is he first loved us. And without that, without him coming as a baby, without him growing up and becoming a man who is the God-man, who would go to the cross and die for our sins, we would not even be here today. And so I don't know whether we need to ask ourselves the question anymore, what would Jesus do? He's done what needed to be done. Our job now, our our mission, our task is how do we share that love with those around us? How do we speak that love of Jesus to those who disagree with us? Well, the Bible is clear. We do it with gentleness, with love and patience. But those things do not mean we compromise on the truth. People will disagree with us. People will not want to know us. And that's fine too. Because the last thing we want to do is to aggravate. The last thing we want to do is to whip up anger. When we know that that's coming, we can step back. The Bible says we can do that. We should not actually encourage uh, a, a dialogue of enmity, a dialogue of argument. It's okay to step back and say, okay, we can draw a line under this and we can speak again. You see, maybe far too often uh, we rush to get the gospel into people. But it is a careful process. And it is a slow process sometimes that people need to go through the word, need to understand who Jesus is, to know who he truly is, to come to him and to be saved. And so just as God has been so patient with us, so patient with the world, so we should be patient with others. But I hope that the answer to this question, what did Jesus do, will help us live like Jesus and remind us every day, knowing what it cost him for us to be here today. I'm going to leave it there. You know I go on for much, much longer normally, so I'm going to give you a break this time. But we're going to, I'm going to pray, and then we'll have a few more worship songs. We'll have some prayer time in between as well, uh, which will come up, and you can uh, offer your prayers up um, and uh, help us edify the church and uh, to pray into the into the holidays and to New Year uh, and to what the church is going forward to next. So 